0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 143 of the podcast that was originally recorded on January 3rd of 2017. This week, I'm going over the top 10 games of 2016 that I've played. These are games from 2016 that I've played in 2016. This list does not contain every game from 2016 that is good, because I haven't played all the good games from 2016 yet, and some of those are going to carry over to 2017, so just bear with me on that, but these are my top 10 games from 2016. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games, this is Joe Luzzi from what I'm playing now, and welcome to episode... 143 of the what I'm playing now podcast as always you can send me some emails let me know what you're playing now you can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com you can also join us in some conversations over on board game geek we have a guild there we are guild number 2440 I will be posting today's episode out there as a list because today is going to contain my top 10 games of 2016 on Twitter, you can find us at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, you can just do a search for what I'm playing now and you'll find us there. On Google+, we are plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, we're not going to jump into any of the games that I played for this past week because some of the games on this list are games that I have played in the past week. But I'm just going to do a straight top 10 games of 2016. I will throw a caveat at the beginning of this episode. There are quite a few games from 2016 when I look out on Board Game Geek and when I actually look into my collection that I have not had a chance to play yet. A couple of them that come to mind Feast for Odin. Um, is just one of them, and there are several others that I haven't had a chance to actually get to the table yet. So this is a list of the games that I have played throughout the year of 2016, and while I have played quite a few games that weren't from 2016, let's start off by mentioning a few of my favorite games that are from uh, the past couple of years that would have been on this list had they actually been released this year. So when I was going through the list, I was really trying to think of do I want to just do a list of pretty much all games that I played throughout all of 2016 or just a straight 2016 list? And when it kind of came down to it, I noticed that most of the games that were in my top 10 for the year were from 2016. So I just said, what the hell, let's just throw together a 2016 list. But some of the games that uh, I would have included if I would have gone through an all games played this year list, uh, one of the first ones probably would have been Zulk in the Mayan Calendar. Uh, the, this year was the first year that I had played that one, and it's it was just a wonderful game. I mean, just the the board was just gorgeous. The gears are just a really interesting, cool mechanic when you're placing your workers on there trying to get things done. It's a game that I have not yet added to my collection, but it's on my list of what I would like to add to my collection. It's probably a game I will definitely be picking up this year. It's one that you should probably have in your calendar or in your in your calendar, in your collection, if you do like worker placement games. So Zulk of the Mayan Calendar was one of them that would have made the list. Uh, one of the other ones would have been Concordia. Concordia was a game I believe that came out last year. I didn't get a chance to play it until this year though. And that probably would have been easily in my top five games of the year, Um, Had I actually included this in the in the all games played concordia is just a great game that's um, you know putting together deck building it has some area control to it mainly because the first person to go to a location will get that location for you know, for cheaper than anybody else that goes there at a later time during the game. The more people that are there, the spaces do get more expensive for you to populate them with your people um, as you're playing through that game and Concordia is a game that's been on my wish list since the first day I played it and while I have not added it to my collection yet it will probably be one of the first games that I'm going to purchase here in 2017 because I just love it and I know there's a couple of expansions out there for it as well. I haven't played any of the expansions but I I will probably be picking those up throughout the year as well because I can just not I can't just imagine what they add to the game because the Concordia base game is just truly spectacular. And then, of course, Zaya Legends of Drift System. I talked about this game early in the year. It was that I had, I didn't play it until like March or April, but I had actually gotten the game, um, probably last October, uh, for my wife for our anniversary. She picked that one up for me. And Zaya is a game that I love. I'm, I'm waiting for the expansion to come out. I can't wait for the expansion to come out. I think that they're going to be adding in quite a few good things into the game from what I've seen and from what I've heard of it so far. So I have a feeling that Zaya will just turn that excellent 4X game into an even better one. So those are a few of the games that I've played this year that were not released this year. So let's jump over to the actual top 10 from 2016 of games that I've played. One of the first games that is going to be on my list here for favorite games of 2016 is going to be the Networks. I really enjoyed this game. The first time I played this one, it was actually at Gen Con. I sat down and learned this game, and we played a shortened version of the game. So I really couldn't wait to get back and for the game to be released. And uh, my local game store had gotten a couple of copies in, and we were able to get this game played several times um, over the past you know, couple of months. And I really enjoyed it. I it's, I it's a game I actually have in my collection. And actually, in looking at all of these, to, all the top 10 games, I think all of them but one are in my collection. And one will probably be added to my collection come January here. So now that I'm actually taking a quick look at this list. Um, but the Networks is a game, like I said, I have in my collection. It's a really interesting little draft game. I mean, one of the things that I think makes the game so fun is just the humor that they put into all the cards. And when you're sitting there and you're buying all the different programming and trying to figure out what time slot you want the shows to go into, and then while we were playing the game, I made sure that I was reading every single card that was coming into play, and we all sat there, you know, basically naming what show it actually was that they were, you know, trying to kind of make fun of, I guess you could say, and just have a good time with. But The Networks is just a really good game, and I really enjoyed it, and that's why it definitely made the top 10 at number 10 for my list of 2016 games. Number nine would be Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. Now, I've never played the 1st Edition Mansions of Madness, so I can't do a comparison between the 1st and 2nd Edition, but when I brought home that 2nd Edition, that box is just is just huge. It's just full of miniatures, board tiles, and just everything in this game. I'm a huge Cthulhu fan. I downloaded the app immediately onto my wife's tablet. We sat down, we've played the game a couple of times. It's something that, it's a game I haven't gotten to the table as much as I've wanted to. I definitely need to get into this game on a more um, common basis. You know, I'd like to play it a lot more, uh, especially since there are new scenarios being released on the app. I need to finish most of those first scenarios still that they've released. And it's just a really good Cthulhu game. I think the app, I know there's some people who downplay apps and really don't enjoy them that much. I mean, myself working in technology, I work with computers. It's, I think apps are something that can just make a good game just better, and I believe that's pretty much what the app does in Mansions of Madness. I mean, from the setting with the music when you're listening to, you know, playing the playing the game and going through a scenario, between some of the different sound effects that can be thrown in, and just the introduction with the narrator and everything as you're going through the scenarios is just really cool. And I think I think the app just adds a lot to the game that you just that you just can't get from just maybe reading the text or if you were just reading, you know, a card or something like that. So that's why I kind of threw Mansions of Madness second edition here as my number nine game of the year. Number eight is Scythe. I know that there are some people who don't think Scythe is as good as it is. It's definitely in my top 10. I really enjoyed Scythe. The funny thing is i played this game multiple times down at my local game store, but I actually still have yet to ever play my copy of the game, and I have a collector's edition copy of the game that I kickstarted. I really enjoy the game. I think Scythe does offer a good combination of different gaming mechanisms into all rolled into one I think the art style that um, Stonemaier Games came up with for this game uh, that they had you know outsourced is really cool I really like the art I think it's I think the board has a really nice layout to it where you're kind of going for like almost like a King of the Hill type thing where everybody's you know, trying to maybe fight over that middle section of the game board, and usually there's a late run towards that section um, late in the game where somebody's trying to get that spot and then trying to hold it, which is the reason why I say it's kind of like the King of the Hill spot for me. Um, But just everything about the game, I haven't picked up the expansion yet for the game, but I probably will be picking that up here in 2017 and adding that to my collection, especially since there's a purple faction in the in the expansion. And purple is usually the color that I would play with. And sadly, most games don't come with a purple a purple, you know, um player player base to it. So I'm really kind of bummed about that. That more games don't have, you know, purple meeples to them or anything. So if I can actually play scythe with a purple faction, that's one of the reasons why I'm going to be getting that expansion for the game. And then another game would be number. Uh, seven on my list, and that is Kanagawa. This is a game that my wife and I have been playing probably the most of in the past couple of months. I mean, we're getting this game to the table probably a couple of times a week, I would say, and I've been mentioning this game on the podcast quite a bit. It's a a game that has a nice pusher luck component to it, and it's a game that also scales really well from two three or four players i mean my wife and i play this game all the time at two players and it plays perfectly i've played the game with three and four players down at my local game store and it plays just as good with those with you know with four players as it does with two and there aren't a lot of games that really scale that well or really play that smoothly um like kanagawa does uh the art on the cards is really nice especially since you're actually basically you're a painter in this game and you're trying to draft tiles into your either portrait or into your um into your studio so you can actually use the different colors to paint some of the different um scenes that are within um that are coming out into the tableau in the center of the table and it's really cool that kind of like the tableau or the you know that the main component to the game where you're placing all the tiles down is kind of like this bamboo little table that you know you're rolling up at the end of the game and it's just a really neat component to the game it's something you really don't see too often in a game where they take you know a you know a cardboard game you know which could be a cardboard you know board that they could be using for the game and come up with something completely different uh with the game and it's it's actually really cool if you haven't played kanagawa it's a nice, light game. I don't know if I want to say it's a filler game, but it is a shorter game. But there is there is quite a bit of strategy to it. I mean, the more my wife and I play this game, the more we're trying different things with the game. There's times where we're focusing more on the portrait and not necessarily on the different seasons that will get you uh, different points. Uh, lately, we've been focusing quite a bit on the different diplomas that you can get points for. So there's several different strategies you can take in playing the game. And we've noticed, like I said, the more we play it, we're trying different things and we're actually, you know, figuring out that you don't necessarily need to try to fulfill everything. You can concentrate on possibly one or two of the three, you know, three or four different ways that you can score and you can actually still get a really good score and it works. So Kanagawa, if you haven't tried this one yet, this is definitely a game that should be on everybody's list and it's one you definitely need to get to the table. Number five for me actually number six for me, I jumped one there, number six for me would be Tyrants of the Underdark. This was a game I picked up around Christmas time, and it was a game that my wife and I have gotten to the table a couple of times so far. This is a deck builder, but it's a deck builder with a board to it that has some area control to it. Deck builders are definitely a mechanic that I really enjoy, and I think some of the games that have come out this year where they're actually incorporating different different styles with deck building and adding more to it than just a deck building element where you're just playing with cards, I think Tyrant of the Underdark and the area control that the game has going on is just spectacular. Um, the game plays great with two, and it also plays great with more people as well. I think the way they have the the board divided up to be able to expand is a really interesting, you know, component. You really don't have to worry about, you know, the back, you know, having maybe a double-sided board or anything like that. They've just divided up the board and made it a little smaller when you're playing with just two players. And it's, I also like the fact that the game plays differently every time because you can mix up the different decks that you're actually playing with. So depending on the decks, that the two decks that you're combining to actually play with for one particular game, it's going to make each game play quite differently, and I think the expansion that they're coming out with looks really cool, especially since that's just going to be adding a couple of more decks into the mix. Tyrant of the Underdark is number six on my list, and it's one that if you like deck building and area control, just like my wife does, this game will be right up your alley, and it's one you should definitely look at. Number five for me would be Terraforming Mars. The reason why Terraforming Mars probably isn't a little bit higher on my list is Due to the fact that while I enjoy Terraforming Mars, every time I play it, I feel that it just goes on just a little bit too long. So that's why I kind of had to deduct a few points off for it. It did come in at number five for me. Terraforming Mars is an excellent, excellent engine builder. And there is just a lot going on with the game. There's a lot of different strategies you can take with the game. I've played this one multiple times, and I think, once again, this is a game where I own the game, and I've played it multiple times down at my local game store, and I don't think I've actually ever played with my copy of the game. I have my my copy of the game sleeved and all ready to go, and I don't think I've actually ever played with it. So that's when I'm actually going to have to probably pull out here at the house and teach to my wife and make sure we get to the table and make sure that my copy of Terraforming Mars does get played. I also like some of the different... um, the different ways you can kind of bling up Terraforming Mars in the way that when you're placing a lot of the different square tokens on your tableau in front of you, it's very easy for those to get shifted around easily. And my one buddy Eric picked up some of the laser cut um, plastic pieces that you can overlay um, onto the cardboard piece for those to set those in and I think they work really good. I think there's also some gray trays that I've seen from the one company, and I think those are the things that I was kind of looking at, possibly picking up and maybe putting along with this game. So it's a game that I'm going to have to see if my wife enjoys, and if she does, then I will probably invest in some of those blinged-out components. But until mine gets played, I'm going to kind of hold off on buying any of those. But Terraforming Mars is a great engine-builder game. Um, I definitely would probably play it with four people. At the most, I think most of the times when we've gone to like five, I believe it is, is when the game kind of just gets a little bit longer. And it seems that that's a game that when we pull out, everybody kind of just wants to play it. So you really don't want to turn anybody away from the table. So you're just like, yeah, come on, let's play this. It's going to take a little bit longer, but that'll be fine. Everybody has a good time playing it. And that one's Terraforming Mars. Number four for me would be Automobiles. This kind of mixes in two things that I really enjoy as far as mechanics go. One being bag building, the other being racing. I really enjoy car racing. And as far as bag building goes, I didn't make a top 10 list last year. But if I did, my my number one game probably at 2015 would have easily probably have been Orleans. I just enjoy the whole bag building mechanism that that game had. And when I saw that Automobiles was out and it has bag building and it's with racing i was like that's a game that should be right up my alley and this is the one game that's on my top 10 list that actually isn't in my isn't in my collection so this is probably going to be one of my first purchases of 2017 to get this one into my collection especially since the expansion coming out for this appears to be adding in a whole season to the game which just sounds amazing. And I've already talked about this with a couple of people down at my local game store that we are probably going to be doing a season of racing for this one. So stay tuned for some of that coming up on the podcast. When we talk about that one, maybe we'll even be doing some streams out to Twitch when we're playing through some of the season down there at my local game store. So, but automobiles, excellent bag builder as you're trying to just get different components to the car and, Try to just figure out the best way to race around the track. It's a racing game, but with bag building. And like I said, I just like both things. And it's just something that fits and works perfectly for me. My number three game is Clank. This was a game that I was introduced to at one of the open houses, and it was a game that I just was immediately enamored with. Clank is an excellent deck builder, but they add in a board component to it, and what you're doing is you're playing a thief who's working your way down through this dungeon, trying to steal the dragon's treasures, and you're trying to be the person who can steal the most treasures and then get out before all of your opponents do or before the dragon can basically kill you from all the different attacks that he does so as far as a deck builder goes this game it just pretty much has everything I could ever want in a deck builder in it it's it's just a game that I could probably play all the time and never get bored with I've played the game a lot so far and each time we try different strategies with it we try to do different things i like that the board that the game board's actually double-sided is really nice because it has an easier side and then a more difficult side and i will say that when you play the more difficult side i found out it is much much easier to die playing that side of the board because i've died several times playing that side of the board myself but clank was definitely a shoe-in for being at the top of my list it's a game that when i first played it i just couldn't wait to get my hands on it and get it added to my collection And this is probably going to be one of the first games that I'd like to do an actual live stream for. Um, My wife and I playing here in 2017. That's something that I've actually been talking about here for a little while. But I think now that we finally got a few things arranged here in our house a little differently, we're going to be able to start doing some recording here. And Clank is going to be the first game that I am going to actually bring to the table and do a recording for. And I really can't wait to do that one. All right, we're down to my number two game of the year. And that would be 51st State Master Set. This was a game that I had actually never played the original 51st State. So I really wasn't too sure how this engine type builder of a game was going to go. I actually never even played the other game that they had released, which is Imperial Settlers. I hadn't played that one. And since this one improves on both of those all put together, and I had been I had been watching this one and was going to order it direct from Portal Games, but I was really hesitant to since I hadn't played it before. I had watched a couple videos, read some things on it, and I had a feeling I would like it, but I didn't have a feeling I would like it as much as I did, and I was so mad when I actually didn't get the order from Portal Games because of the upgraded components in it. I mean, the master set still has the wooden pieces. It still has everything. I've ordered some of the additional pieces off of the Portal Games website, and it's we've added that to my set, so I pretty much have everything for that game now that I think you can have. And it's just a an engine builder that every time I play it, I just learn something new about the game. Everybody that I've ever taught the game to usually goes over and picks up the game and buys it themselves. This was a game that I played early on in the year and I played throughout the year and kept going back to it and played it multiple times over the course of several months. And like I said, it's a game that I played at the beginning and close to the end of the year. And it was just something that after playing it it was i was just was just really caught up with the whole with the whole engine building process of trying to figure out the best way to to just get your whole state built out when you should be attacking people when you should be trying to possibly defend against being attacked from other people it was just a game that if you haven't tried 51st state yet the master set is definitely worth something playing and it's definitely worth worth picking up. That's that's why it made my number two game of the year. All right, and then my number one game of the year was a game that came out real close to the end of the year. But after playing it the first time, I had a feeling that this was pretty much going to be my number one game of the year. And after playing it a few more times, I just want to play it that much more. That game is The Great Western Trail. It's This game has pretty much everything I could ever want in it. It has some deck building to it, the Rondell element where you're basically starting off on one part of the board, working your way up to another part of the board, and then going back to the beginning and rinsing and repeating and doing that. But it's not a rinse and repeat because every time you're going through that board, people are gonna be playing different tiles and the board's changing as you're playing the game. And not only that, but every time you play the game, the tiles are gonna be in different places. The tiles are gonna be different themselves it's everything's just changes about the game. There's times where I have played the game and I've concentrated on one thing over another and the the deck building element in it, as far as, you know, for trying to build up the deck to what you can turn in for points at the, you know, when you get up to the, to the top of the board is just really cool. There's, there's just so many different mechanics, mechanisms going on with the game and they all just seem to work flawlessly together, and it just makes the overall experience just a spectacular one. I mean, from the first time I played the game, I knew that this game would be towards the top of my list. I didn't think that it would be number one, but after I sat down and really thought about it and really thought about what games I really enjoyed playing the most, The Great Western Trail has just made it right to the top. There just wasn't I mean, 51st State and Clank are both spectacular and are right up there with the Great Western Trail. But I think the Great Western Trail just is just a little bit better than all of the other games this year. And that's why I just had to put it at number one. I just enjoyed it so much. I haven't heard any anybody ever say anything poorly about the game in all the different times I've played. And in talking to everybody down at my local game store, Everybody's just had really good things to say about the game and i think it ha- i think it's the perfect time length um so great western trail is my game of the year it is number 1 for 2016 from what i'm playing now and this is the first time i've actually done a top 10 list like this so last year i really didn't want to do one and this year i was a little hesitant especially since there are so many games that i haven't gotten to the table like i said and that's why i gave that caveat at uh the top of the at the top of the episode so, I mean, once I play some more of those games, I may have to go back and do an edited version of the 2016 games of the year to see if some of those other games actually make it into the top 10, like Vista Ode and Tramways and some of the other ones that I haven't gotten to the table. So,. I still have a lot of gaming to do for 2017 and some of those games are going to be from 2016, I hate to say. So next year, maybe we'll expand on the list and we'll do maybe a straight 2017 list. And then the games I played during 2017 that are not from 2017 necessarily. So, but that's it. So my top 10, I'll just run down real quick. We have the networks, Mansions of Madness, second edition, Scythe, Kanagawa, Tyrants of the Underdark, Terraforming Mars, Automobiles, Kalank, 51st State Master Set, and then the Great Western Trail topping it out at number one. And that's it for the top 10. But let's talk about a couple of things that I would like to play. So I'm looking through Board Game Geek recently. I see that Renegade Games is coming out with another Fuse game, Fuse Flatline. I talked about Fuse a couple episodes ago and really enjoyed that little dice game. And it sounds like Flatline is taking the whole dice chucking to a whole different level. So if you haven't checked out Fuse Flatline yet, definitely look for that one on Board Game Geek. That one looks really interesting. And then as I was looking through the Geek and reading through a couple of different mails, I found a game called Onami which looks extremely interesting. This one is a strategic card game where it sounds like there's a lot going on. Everybody's starting off with five cards. You're also going to have some dice, it looks like, that are going to be coming into play. And just reading through the whole description on Board Game Geek just makes me kind of really want to play this game right now. Now, this game says it does have a release of 2016, I have not seen this game down at my local game store yet, so I'm not too sure where this actually has been released or if it has been because I believe it is a 2017 game. So maybe I'm going to have to look into this a little bit more and see if this 2016 actually on board game needs to be edited to 2017. But Onami looks very interesting. That one is being published by Wyvern Gaming, and it is something that I really want to take a look at Once this game comes out and find a lot more out about. But other than that, I think we're to the end of the episode, everybody. Hey, thanks for joining me. And I hope everybody had a great holiday and a great New Year's. I'm sorry the podcast is a couple of days late. We had a sick dog here in our house. And I wanted to get the podcast up a couple of days ago. And I've kind of just been making sure the dog is good. And he is. Everybody is back to being healthy again. My wife was sick during part of Christmas and New Year's, so it's just been a crazy holiday here for us. We're going into 2017 wanting to play a lot of games and wanting to do a lot of different things with the site, so just keep an eye out for a lot of those. So before we end the podcast, don't forget, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to What I'm Playing Now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild there. We're guild number 2440. On Twitter, at What I'm Playing Now is our name. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say, on Facebook. You can do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. Everybody, thank you for joining me for another great year of gaming. And everybody, you know what you need to do. Go play some games and let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody. I'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.